Mitchell and Michael for breakfast. Good morning, everybody. My name is Mitchell and this is Michael Ross. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Mitchell and Michael show. We are the coronavirus of the radio industry. Not everyone is going to get us, but they are working hard to get us out of South Australia. A <laughs> Good one, mate. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't want to catch us. Protect yourselves. <laughs> uh, in 15 minutes' time, yeah. you might think that ScoMo's doing a good job. Do you might think that Stephen Marshall, Mark McGowan, Gladys Berejiklian, Anastasia Palaszczuk, you might uh, think they're doing great The jobs. Tasmanian one? Who knows? Chopper. <laughs> Jackie Lambie. <laughs> you might think they're doing a good job, but I'm here to tell you that they pale in comparison to this man. He is the greatest world leader, and you've probably never heard of him. Right. But the things he can do, we should all have a leader like this. Oh, yeah. But, Magros, uh, before we dive into that, uh, I... Look, Started selling stuff on the interwebs, and let me tell you what they say on the internet: watch out for like criminals, stalkers, scammers, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, catfish, all that sort of stuff. I tell you what: when you are selling used Kmart furniture, there is no person to watch out for more than a mum. They are savvy, they are ruthless, and I'm going to tell you who to watch out for next. It's Tenor Arena now. Sorrento Moment, 96.1. SAFM. 96.1, it's 6.07. Tina Rena, uh, her name is actually, I uh, believe it's Filipina Lydia Tina Arena. Really? Her last name is Arena. Really? Yes. Her parents are from Sicily. Yeah. So no. probably pronounced Arena. Arena. Um, Ross. I found a group of people that are ruthless. Uh, they will not take no for an answer. They will fight for what they want. Bikies? Kind of, but okay. worse. Mums. Oh, push bikies. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook Marketplace. Prammies. Prammies. Uh, I have been trying to sell some, like, essentially, like, used Kmart furniture. Like, that's... Like, Kmart furniture is great. Yeah. It really is. It's great value. Uh, but if... You're then getting used Kmart furniture. You wouldn't think oh. it's so sought after. But uh, I was selling it, and I, I, I think I was selling like maybe like seven or eight items. And within five minutes, I have not been – my inbox has not been flooded with this many mums since I was a personal trainer. <laughs> okay? And I was just fully attacked. No haggling. No haggling. No haggling. Just straight in. Straight in. And they were just like – I'll take it. Like, I don't know why so many people complain. I put up three different sets of things. Yep. Within five minutes, I had a mum on each one of those things. Boom, done, sold, take the ad down. Four minutes. It was Amazing. the absolute record, I reckon, on, on Marketplace. I was snatched up so quickly. However, mm-hmm. all of them were like pick up only. I was like pick up only, pick up only, just because I'm lazy. Yeah. And it's like if you want it that bad, come and get it. Come and get it. I'm not going to bring it to you. And then, yeah. And it was like one that was selling for like 80 and she comes and picks it up. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Another one even drove from Millicent. Right? 25 bucks. 25 bucks. For this little bedside table. 25 minutes for 25 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, lost 25 bucks. She didn't even gain anything. Yeah. She double lost. And that that was fine. But the one thing where I had to drop it off was this measly little bedside table for like 20 bucks. And I had to drive it 
to, I think it's like Tennyson Drive. Okay. Yeah. I had to drive it all the way there at like 5.30 at night, <laughs> hailing down. Oh, well, was it? That wasn't hailing. It was, like, <laughs> it was raining pretty heavy just to drop it off. And I'm pretty sure the lady lived in a mansion. And I was like, why do you want this? <laughs> For 20 bucks. But either way, I just wanted to kind of know like marketplace stories. Like you would have a few because you're quite thrifty when it comes to uh, trying to get a deal. I don't know how you are with selling and buying off of people. Yeah. I, uh, I'm always a haggler. I'm always a haggler. You haggle. Yeah, I'm always a haggler. You've got to test the waters. And like I said on the show yesterday, people will test it back. Yeah. You know, and you, it's just important to, to someone's going to hold their ground, someone's going to come out the loser, yep. and that's just the way it's going to be, little darling. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I actually sold something not too long ago. Uh, I sold computer parts. Oh, yeah. And I've just gone, well, I'm not using these... It's just sort of like the shell of the computer. You can make computers out of these things. I'm like, 150 bucks. Because right. it was quite a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. like, 150 bucks. I'm like, but that's not too much. And turns out that I low-balled myself. Oh, no. First guy, within, like, we're talking minutes. He's like, yep, coming to get it. All of that for only 150. Oh. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, I sold myself short. That happens a bit too, I guess. <laughs> 3216, or send us a message, your buy, swap, and sell stories. Oh, no. I want to change what that. Do you want? When have you lowballed yourself? Okay. Because that's what I think as well. Those three things that I sold, incredibly low prices. And their response, if their response is so quick, I guess that means like you've lowballed yourself. Yeah. That's the, that's the trick. It's like, damn. It. Yeah, 13, 12, 16, have you lowballed yourself when selling something? It's Mitchell Michael, 96.1, SAFM. 96.1 SAFM, Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg with California Girls with a U, not California Girls with an I. That's the Beach Boys. Okay. Get that great feeling with SAFM. Nice, mate. Uh, if you have any any stories of lowballing yourself, selling yeah. something for too little, yeah. just maybe you wanted to get it gone as quick as you could, maybe you just didn't know the value like me. You, did you see, uh, you saw the things I, uh, I put up on the old marketplace? Thoughts? Uh, I I agree in that, in that. Why do so many mums want your used Kmart furniture? Like Kmart furniture is so affordable. Yeah, that you should just go and buy it. Like I'm selling like some bedside tables for like say like twenty bucks, right? Mm. And let's say new, like at most, at most forty. So you're getting fifty percent off. But for just an extra twenty bucks, you get it brand spanking brand new. Brand spanking. Where, not with that Mitchell Tinley stank on it on a bedside table. <laughs> yeah, there'd be heaps of. Uh, yeah, no spilled liquid. Yeah, that's fine. He drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah, he drinks a lot of coffee at his bedside table. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> Do you think that your country's leader is the best? Well, you're wrong. No matter what country you pick, you're going to pick the wrong person. If yeah. you if you pick America, if you pick Donald Trump, wrong. If you pick Vladimir Putin, Russia, wrong. What about the King of Thailand? Yep, yeah, wrong. Really? Yeah, you're wrong because I found the greatest leader in the world. What about the Emperor of Azerbaijan. He's a pretty great guy. He is. <laughs> it's a pretty great place. But this leader is the guy you want as the head of your country because of the amazing things he can do that I'll tell you next. 6.1 SAFM, Prince of the New Power Generation. Team. Mm. Hey, you think that your leader is good. You could pick your state leader. You could pick Stephen Marshall, leader of South Australia. He's done a great job with coronavirus. 
Yes. Yeah, you've done pretty well. You know, we're like the Victoria's falling apart, and he's standing hard on the border, and he's like, none shall pass. Yeah, and look, there might be some things we're like international students. I don't know, but like either way, he's done. He's done pretty good. But let me tell you about the best world leader. Yeah, who you got? He is the president of Portugal. Ah. Oh. So it's Portugal the man. We didn't have any Portuguese music. So what's this? Put Portugal the man, they're an American band. But they're called oh. Portugal. No, yeah, fair. I'll play. <laughs> they didn't have any Sue George. No, that's fine. Who's like Portu- the Portuguese best yeah, it's guitarist. Fine. It's fine, mate. But Presidente Marcelo Rabelo de Souza is the best world leader. And I'll tell you why. Why? He's 71 years old. Okay. So he's an old boy. But yesterday, he saved two grown women from drowning. What? How? Like a lifeguard. He just like... Really? he, He head out there... With a kayak, with a with the little things that you sit on. I don't know what they call the lifesavers. Yeah. But he's, he's head out into the sea, into the ocean, a 71-year-old man. And he's like, come on, ladies, I've got this. Jump on board. Like an episode from Bondi Rescue. Yes. Take me back. Okay. <laughs> like Portuguese Bondi Rescue. He can li- so he can literally save you. He doesn't save you with legislation or laws, no. He's 71 years old, and he can get in the ocean and literally save Wait, you. Wait, what was he doing? Was he just walking along the beach and saw ladies in the water and went, I'm going to save them? Absolutely. So he just had a kayak ready? No, he, he's taking like the lifeguards one. He's like, don't worry, I'm, I'm a trained lifeguard. What's Put a lifeguard? You. Oh, so he is a trained he lifeguard. He is a trained lifeguard. Has been for, for years. Oh, okay. And he's like, I've got this one, boys, and out he went. So the, life, the surf. so the lifeguards didn't do anything. Well, if the president tells you that he's got this one, are you gonna are you gonna say no? But then, what if the president dies? <laughs> That's a good point. That's what they were waiting for. Then they're like, if he gets in trouble, then we'll go out. Oh, because then if you're just saving two women, that's nowhere near as good as saving the president. <laughs> Six point one SAFM replay. By Mary Jane Watson. You get it? You get it? Because Zendaya is Mary Jane Watson in the Spider-Man films. Ah. Yeah, in the, in the Tom Holland, in the new ones, no, no, Homecoming and no. no, Far From cool. Home. No, you can leave Not it. Kirsten Dunst, of course. What? Well, Kristen Dunst? What's no, no one cares. <laughs> I've, I cannot establish, and I just don't care. You know what you should care about, mate? What? How to say words. Nah. There's a lot, you've got, you got a long list, mate, that you don't know how to say. Nah, you get the gist of what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a nice one. Okay. Look, uh, we famously remember chicken feet, that where you go, chicken feet are small. Mm. So that must be what people are saying. Yeah, I was, look, I was making it in, I was making it up for a boss who said chicken feet. No. Chicken feed, and yes. I thought he said chicken feed, and I didn't want him to feel embarrassed. So you went, you doubled down on chicken but feet? Never have I been wrong and it not made sense. Hmm? Chicken feet, a, small. You had sop story instead of sob story? because yeah, it's a soppy story. But it should be a sob story, no, isn't no, it? Like but it, it, makes it could sob. be a sop story. Like a sobby story, same thing. <laughs> you said another one in the office yesterday. I'm just going to stop talking. And I'm proud to, to, I'm proud to bring it to the show. You said, well, I said, actually, I was like, wow, I was like, she was acting very skittish. And you went, uh, do you mean skittish? No, I didn't say it like that. I said, do you mean, is it skittish? I didn't, I didn't say it with arrogance, Michael Ross. 
It's not skittish, mate. Was she doing a play? Like, why was she doing skits? That doesn't make any sense. Where skittish is like... Why is she doing skits, mate? <laughs> you would say she was being, like, careful and a bit like, bit like oh, I don't, don't want to get caught. What are you doing? You're skidding <laughs> doing... to not crash. You're doing that little skids. Like, you're doing hey. doughies and you don't want to get caught. No, but you do that little skids. Where skits, what's she doing? She doing a play? No. To be skittish yeah. is to be nervous. I know, you can make up the word, but it doesn't make any sense. So, like, animals are often described as skittish. Well, they don't play. Well, like, they, quick, they quickly run away. Where, they skitter away. Where they skid away because they're trying to get away so fast. See, no, it doesn't matter. No, because skid slows you down. No, that's what I mean. Like, they're trying to, like, change directions and, and get away and all that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> here's the thing. It makes sense. And isn't that just what words are? You just say sounds with your mouth and people understand what you mean. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. <laughs> Do you... 30 to 60, way in here. Is this one passable? Is... Because I think this one is, out of everything you've thrown up before, skiddish versus skittish... I feel like you're furthest from the main. Nah, skit. So, definition of skit, skittish. Go to be to be nervous is the easiest one. Yeah, if someone is skittish, and you're nervous, nervous about crashing, so you do little <laughs> skids when you break. It makes sense. Wait, yeah, thirty twelve sixteen, or send us no, a message. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't even pick up your phone. Get back to work. Because, like, maybe I'm not allowed to be judge, jury, and executioner here. Someone comes in and says, "You know what, Mitch is right. It still makes sense." No, no, I'm throwing then the case. On. I'm throwing the case out anyway. <laughs> the, the, the defendant does not get to do that. You know what? I'm not on trial here. No. Ninety six point one SAFM, Kim Wild. You keep me hanging on, and you know what, Mitch? You keep driving my brain. Insane with your terrible English. If you know what, like, that's all English is, is sounds with your mouth and you understand them. So if you get it close enough and you get what I mean, then, you know, it is what I mean. See? <laughs> Boom, you were like, yeah, got it. Now, in the office yesterday, we were talking about the word skittish because I used it in a sentence. Sorry. And you said, sorry, is it not skittish? Yeah, I thought it was skittish because it's Thanks like... Thanks for checking at least. You've got to be like nervous or like they're a bit like uh, kind of on edge. So you're a bit skittish. Like you would be in your car. Where skittish, it's like, are you doing a performance? I think this is your worst reasoning. No. You like to say, no. and people if would, you get the gist, you haven't missed. That's Mitchell's Tinley pe- saying. Yeah, exactly. And people would agree with me. Like that's all. If people understand... Well, let's see. Let's see if people do agree. We've got Adrian on the line. Is skittish... Close enough to skittish, Adrian. Yeah, what's Mitch's, what was his argument? That, like, a skittish, because if skittish is the definition, Michael, is? To be to be nervous. Yeah, yeah. and, like, skidding is kind of like you're nervous about crashing and stuff, so you're, like, skidding a little bit. So skittish, it makes sense. Oh, I'm going to agree with you. Yay! And skittish sounds silly. Like, what are you doing, one of your skits? See, it doesn't make any sense. Thanks, Adrian. That's all right. Always happy to help. Okay, fine then. The people have spoken. Skittish is close enough to skittish. Yeah, it is, mate. Just it's just sounds made with your mouth. You want to make up any other words? Should we start a dictionary of Mitchell Tinley? No, because that sounds like work. <laughs> it's ninety six point one SAFM. Harry Styles now. 96.1, It's seven twelve SAFM. Get that great feeling with SAFM, Ed. Mitch, we love, we do love the Victorians. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You can hear us. You special we love place you. in our heart. Uh, we, if we could, we'd put the radio station bang on the border. We would.
That's what it'd be called. It'd be called Bang on the Border. Bang on the Border. Bang is on the border. Nah, Bang on the Border. <laughs> there is a small, a very small group of Victorians, though, that are doing the wrong thing. Yeah, 400 k's away in the old Melbourne. And we like to call them... Vickhead. That's right. Because you can't Vickheads. call them Melbheads because it's no. not as funny. Melbens. Yeah, we'll work on it. And they're up to it again, aren't they? They are, mate. Look, there is someone that uh, was fined 140 k's outside the, oh, I guess 135 k's outside that 5k radius of being at home. Oh, and he got fined for looking for better waves to surf. Ugh. What a dickhead. Just going for it, just trying to get some breaks, mate. Where's yeah, the curls? Come ah. on, mate. <laughs> Absolute Vic head. You know, there is a whole cluster of Vic heads yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. It was, and this makes it even worse. It was some nurses. <gasps> they went to a baby shower. Oh, no. And everyone who went to the baby shower now has COVID. What? Complete Vic head. Jeez. It was the worst. It was it was in Epping in Melbourne, and it, what what a blunder! Everyone at the baby shower now tested positive. It gets worse. I wish I wish it was over. Once again, we love the Victorians, but it's that one percent in Melbourne that's just letting everyone down. Man got fined for not wearing a mask because he said it was like upsetting his pimple on his on his chin. <laughs> And finally, just not good unfortunately, enough. there's more guys. I do apologize because the ones listening, you're amazing. But there was a guy that was fined because he left his 5K radius, okay? Was it to maybe help his mum that had fallen over, broken her hip? Emergencies couldn't get there quick enough. Oh, so he said, I don't go. care if I get fined. I will go there and I will save her. No, he went to go buy donuts. What a dickhead. That's something I would probably do. <laughs> 96.1 SAFM. 96.1, 7.26. Now it's Mitchell and Michael. New sport and weather up next. But just quickly before we head off, Mitch, my my wife, she has so many of this one item. What is it? A nail file. What? You know, just the little sort of emery board n- nail files. Yeah. They are literally everywhere in the house. I don't know how she has that many. I counted in one room of the house, I counted eight nail files in the lounge room. Why is there so many? Because she just goes, oh, I need one, and then goes to the bathroom, gets one out of the packet, comes back. But then, no, there's one on the couch. There's there's one on the floor. There's one on the bookshelf. There's fu- one on the counter. It is funny that you mention that because I have never actually seen her outside of the house. Is she locked in? No. Is that why? No, she's Is not. Is she filing her way out? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get through the windows. <laughs> 7.44. It's SAFM. Are you a little bit sleepy? Are you a little bit sleepy, mate? Oh, he's had a big night, hasn't he? Oh. Yeah, he's telling me jokes off air. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of jokes, yeah. a lot of people, people out there think that they <laughs> are not funny. So BB. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. That's all it takes to be funny. Uh, but there are a lot of people. My wife is one of them. She thinks she's not funny. She thinks that she's not funny. Let and I tell have, her, I said, I wouldn't have married you if you had no sense of humor. If you weren't funny, it just wouldn't have worked. Also, can I get clarified? Is sense of humor what you find funny or what you produce? Both. It is both. Okay. Because I find a lot funny. Because some people are not big producers. 
but they have a good sense for what is funny. Yep. And then other people are big producers, but don't find much else funny. Yep. They're like you, consumers. <laughs> and I just want to, I just want to give the people a chance to shine. Yeah. So if you are notoriously not funny, mm-hmm. thirteen, twelve, sixteen. Give us a call. Now's your time to shine. If you've got a dad joke, if you've got an amusing story that other people don't don't gel with. And look, this is not a time for you funny guys to get up and do a do a spot. Okay? This is for unfunny Unif- people. Unfunny. Funny funny people. And you get to shine. And look, by jumping on and taking this opportunity, you go in the running for a caller of the week as well. So not only can you prove to your friends in this moment that you're funny, you can win 50 bucks to Faster Pasta, book for Father's Day at Faster Pasta, and they'll shout, Dad, a beer. Dad will get a beer. you get a beer. If you book at Faster Pasta for Father's Day. So there you go. Imagine that. Imagine saying to Dad, I got you that because I was funny on the radio. That's what I say when I buy my... I'm finally proud of you, son. When I buy my dad a beer, that's how I say it. (laughs) Okay, so 32 and 16, jump on now. Are you traditionally, or do your friends see you as not funny and you want to prove them wrong right now? What? Oh, I, was just, I thought our boss was calling. <laughs> 26.1, it's 7.54. New sport and weather's on the way. Coming up after 8 o'clock this morning, we're going to have Dr. D on the line. He loves to answer all your medical mysteries, all your required remedies. He can give them to you. And we've got a, we've got a good one today, Mitch. One is a question from you, and one is about your life. Mm. You you think that umbilical cords attach from the baby's belly button to the mum's belly button? No, I don't think that. I'm asking that. Now, I know we all have belly buttons from when we were in the womb, yep. but I was just wondering, where does the belly button... The, where does it go? The umbilical cord, where does that attach to? So, it's in the baby, yep. and then where does it go? And you've never you've never learnt this before. You don't know where it goes. Is it? Hear me out. Yeah. Placenta. Well, you'll have to wait around. See? Yeah. You'll have to find out. Placenta of the stomach, the belly button. The, <laughs> the placenta. We're on that after 8 o'clock this morning. 96.1, 811, SAFM, Mitchell and Michael now, and we have some some sad news this morning, some unfortunate news. Coronavirus has taken another victim. This time, it's the Christmas parade. Oh, that's the best part of Mount Gambia. It was the first thing we saw when we arrived in 2017. It was. We thought, what a delightful little community. The 2020 NF McDonald and Sons Mount Gambia Christmas parade. It's going to look a little different, okay? So this is the thing. We, We might get a version. We might get a version of it. But the committee met last night and they decided that the the usual parade, as it is, going down Commercial Street, is not is not just going to it's just not it's be true. possible. It, it is it is more packed than like a, a max dance floor or like shadows at four a.m. It is more like you are shoulder to shoulder because everyone in the state comes down, don't they? Because you get like people yeah. from Adelaide and uh, Victoria come over, and that's the thing you can't get the the cross border communities. They can't come and watch the parade, Mm-mm. and just that many people. Out on the street, shoulder mm-hmm. to shoulder. Mm-hmm. We still do have the social distancing that we have to be careful with. Yeah. But here's the great thing. Mayor Lynette Martin. Oh, one of my... In fact, my favourite mayor of all time. She not, has... Not the state. Not just the whole world. She has been assured by the Premier, by Mr. Stephen Marshall... Steve. ...that 
Father Christmas will still come this year. Father Christmas will still come to Mount Gambier. Does he have to fill out like some form of exemption? I what about international would. travel? How's that working? Oh, he just says he's a student. And <laughs> 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 we need what we need though is that they're, they're discussing ideas for another type of Christmas pageant, another kind of parade. Mm. Could you? Could you just have like? Do you remember when we did uh, Anzac Day from our driveways? Yeah. Could you do the Christmas parade like, from your property? Like the parade drives past you. Yeah, like a Mr. Whippy. Like they just you take all the floats, you yeah. spread them across the mount, yeah, and at the same time you just start driving down every street, and just everybody sit out in the front lawn. How long would that take? I don't know. All day. I mean, but it, but it'd be worth it. It would be, and if you got all the floats, but also so you don't necessarily see every float. Those cars are going like two k's an hour as well. <laughs> they could go faster. They could go at the speed limit, so they could just zoom by at fifty k's. Uh, 20 if you're in a school zone. That's not a bad idea, Michael Ross. I, I, yeah, like, I definitely think that that should be on the cards. If anyone from the committee out there is listening, think about that one if you haven't already. They're not, because uh, they're all above 75 and uh, listening to AM. <laughs> uh, but 13, 12, 16, give us a call, I reckon, uh, if you have a better idea. Because we want to keep it running. How should we do the Christmas? What if we did a sky parade? What's that mean? Like the... All planes. How many planes do you reckon we got? You Look, we got we, this. What are you talking about? We got stump planes. How many? Like three? Say, yeah, but but you, but you only need one, and you could see it from anywhere in Mount Gambia, and yeah. then and then Santa parachutes out. Okay, like, you got yeah, there that you one. go. Yeah? Okay. Thirty-two of sixteen. We need ideas to replace the Christmas parade. Give us a call. Send us a message. Get them in now. But you can't top parachuting Santa. I don't think you can do it. 26.1, it's 8.20. Brando there, look into my eyes. Uh, still trying to track down uh, Dr. D. He's a, he is a legitimate doctor. Yeah. He is... could be doing surgery or who knows what right now. Really? I don't think doctors just do surgery, do they? Yeah, well, he might be assisting in an emergency. Oh. Yeah. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Because he works in a hospital. He's probably just trying to get something out of the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, uh, if you cast me mind back to 7.30 this morning. I, I will. I had... Reported on finding nail files everywhere in the house. Ah. Everywhere. In the lounge room, I counted eight. Only half wide wife. Does she want one file per finger? Yeah, that's a good point. It would be more hygienic. And we got a call now from Adrian. Adrian, what do you think uh, what do you think about my wife using and owning so many of these nail files? I would divorce her or I'd give her the option of ripping her fingernails out. Why? Do you hate file filing? I can't even touch them. They make me cringe. <laughs> Fingernails? No, the not like the... Ugh, just the noise and the texture it's of them. Bad, it's bad, eh? No. I, I, no girl in my house is ever allowed a nail file. Do you hate sandpaper? Um, I can tolerate that, not being used on your fingers, so yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on this. What What's worse, though? Uh, if I got a fingernail like a, a clipper and I clipped it too short, you know, when oh, you get the pink yeah. bit and it really hurts, or yeah. watching... Like, you have to file your fingernail back. What would you rather? I would rather cut the fingernail oh. way too short. They're both horrible. I'd chop my fingers off. <laughs> Thanks, mate. So this has made me think, what ah. What makes you cringe? I do hate a nail file. I think it's the one of the worst things you can do. I do uh, also hate the hangnail. 
the oh, I think yeah. it's called a hangnail, but it's basically just like a piece of skin like near your nail. Yeah, when you get the quick up. when the quick comes out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. I hate the feeling of terracotta. You know, like the pots. Yeah. So like if you have to move a gun pot, if that touches oh. like oh. my nails where they meet my oh. finger, right at the tips. If I touch the tips Thirteen, twelve, sixteen. What makes you go? <laughs> Things that make you go. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it chalkboard? Is it the feeling of ch- even chalk itself? I always hated writing it in primary school when they'd be like, write on the board. I'd be like, don't make me, don't make me do it. I don't know blackboard. What do you we, had bla- we had blackboards in primary <laughs> Did school. Did you go to school in the seventies? Well, I went to a poor school, mate. <laughs> go on, go on, make fun of that. Wasn't it a private school? It was, but it was a poor one. <laughs> Thirty, twelve, sixteen. Was it? Is it a religious school? It was a Catholic school, yeah. So, Jesus, so it was probably punishment. Jesus couldn't hook out with a whiteboard. <laughs> no, he doesn't talk to us much anymore. <laughs> Thirty two sixteen, or send us a message. Uh, things that make you go, ah. Uh. 96.1 SAFM. Wilson Phillips. Get that great feeling with SAFM. And you know who can make you feel great when you're not feeling good? Doctors. And we've got our resident physician now. D, 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 D. Good morning, Dr. D. How's it going? Hi, Mitchell Michael. How are you going? Very good, thank you. Now, we need to know what very important doctor thing were you doing? Because you've been hard to track down this morning. Um, nothing very important, really. I was just getting ready for work. Oh. Well, that's important. Yeah, I guess that's You've You've got to, you got to prepare yourself to go out there and save some lives. Yep, that's the goal. Are you wearing a mask right now? I'm actually not, no. Oh. Because I'm assuming you're still at home, so that's Yes, fine. I am. I, I'm just getting in my car now. Oh, okay. Uh, drive safe, Dr. D. Uh, Before you Thank go, you. though, we do have a very important question to ask you. Sure. Do you know a lot about babies? Is that covered in your training? Um, yes. The okay. basics of babies are covered. Okay. So, you know how babies have, like, like belly buttons and umbilical cords, and that's how they get, like, fed and stuff? Where does yep. the other end, like, of the hose go? Like, where is it connected to in the woman? Because where is do you think it connects to, Mitchell? The back of their belly button. Uh, like, no. Like an extension cord. <laughs> no, Mitch. Oh. Where is it? <laughs> Have you heard of this, this thing called the placenta? Oh, it is the placenta. So that's the battery pack. So it's yeah, not plugged. the battery pack, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, then what's the battery pack plugged into? The battery pack is connected to the rest of uh, the person with the uterus. So essentially, they, uh, whoever's pregnant, they kind of pump their supply of blood with their oxygen and nutrients into the placenta, and then the placenta um, will pump that into the baby and then get the waste products back. Um, but the okay. reason that it's a separate battery pack is that when you deliver a baby, you also have to deliver the placenta as well. Oh. So it's kind of like a two-for-one deal. Um, so that you don't carry the placenta around after. Yes. Oh, so you don't have to. You can't just carry the baby around with a battery pack because that battery pack will run out. Yes. It, it's no. Gone flat. If you, it's actually a medical emergency if you don't deliver your placenta because that leads to a whole bunch of complications and it's not fun. Oh. Okay. The more you know, the more you know. It does not connect directly to mum's belly button. I thought it, it would. No, it does not. Okay. A good thought though, but thanks, mate. No. <laughs> uh-huh. And finally, just before you let you go, uh, Mitch typically has an interesting diet 
that uh, he would like to know a little bit more about. Now, I know it's not the greatest diet in the world, but I want to know if it does more harm than good. During the week, I will have like steamed chicken, vegetables, and like super no sugar, no nothing. On the weekend, I will literally eat anything I want. Like I'll eat like 15 pizzas and 27, no, not that many, but we'll have like an unhealthy weekend. I do a fat shop on Friday. That's where I like get ready. I'll have like chocolate and stuff like that ready for the weekend. Does my five days of brilliance outweigh my two days of naughtiness? Oof. Look, um, you, the, you, if you really want the expertise, you should ask a dietitian. From what you're describing, it doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> oh. In that you're really like, you're, you're keeping like a very kind of strict diet over your weekdays and then you binge on the weekends. And yep. that's, that's probably not good. But doesn't that, work, doesn't that work your body out? Like it's like where if you don't, if you eat healthy, 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 really bad, your body's like, whoa, what was that? And you're like, keeps it on its toes. Well, no, because when you binge, you're exposing your body to a lot of you know, unhealthy foods, which lead to a lot of oxidation in the body and inflammation. And actually, it's a bit of a major stress, given that for the entire week, you've been pretty good and the body's been coping well. So you're really putting your body through some unnecessary stress every yeah. single week. Uh, I think you'd be kind. too much doctor jargon there, mate. No one can understand <laughs> that, but thanks. <laughs> no worries. 26.1, it's 8.55. Dua Lipa, Madonna, Missy Elliott, get that great feeling with SAFM. Mitchell and Michael, nearly done for today, but big news this morning. Yeah, uh, if we get it, we don't have it, but when we get it, it'll come. (laughs) (laughs) That's politician speak if I've ever heard it. COVID vaccine. COVID vaccine, okay. We don't have it. We don't. But it's coming. Yep. And when it when it comes, if it comes, and if it comes, then we'll have it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Sorry. <laughs> Is there a plan, uh, true or false? Because you have been on the vaccines. You've been checking. You actually been checking quite a lot. I didn't realize you were so concerned and about you, the about the development of one. And you know why, don't you? Stocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is the PG version of gambling. <laughs> so. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Also, Novavax, was it like $39? Uh, jumped on that early. Uh, $169. Too late, guys. Missed out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. But you you have to say it. that with stocks? No, no one ever does. And then you wait for a, a full year because then it uh, is a long-term capital gain. You don't get taxed on it. Will everyone in Australia be required to get a vaccine? Should it be created? I don't know if they can even make you. I don't think they can. They can't make you. No. But I can't make you do anything. You know how you think it's all junkies when you walk in the park and you're like, oh, I stepped on a needle. No, nah, that's the government laying out vaccines. For- <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get your kids. Be careful in the sand pits, little Novax kids. That does it for us today. <laughs> <laughs> we just implied the government was sneaking in there. Uh, if it's for your own good, do you remember that? You like those videos where you, your mum would be like, "Here's some ve- like here's some chocolate," and then she'd take it away and put vegetables in your mouth. And you'd be like, oh, it's too late." <laughs> it's the government; they yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Hey, tune in tomorrow because there is a big announcement coming in tomorrow's show. Oh yeah, biggest announcement in the history of our show. So you you will definitely want to tune in. Uh, I'm not even going to give you the time when the announcement is. Nah, just listen to listen to tomorrow's show and just know that there's an announcement coming. The biggest announcement ever. And Sean Crane Murphy's next. Yeah, he'll be there. We'll see you tomorrow for six.